Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Ossos here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. How are you? Doing good. Yeah. Doing good. Good here weekend we for you. Very good weekend as usual. Yes. So always so much to do around here in the oh Northwest. Way too many things to do around here. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I was doing recently was buttoning up my boat. Oh, for the winter? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll still use it, but I just needed to make sure that I was like putting all the like the side panels and everything down because they were, they were up. You know, like, because right. I told you, you know, like the beginning of the year, I didn't get to use my boat very much. Mm-hmm. And then I got to use it a few times, but now it's like... We're at that time of year. A little bit more chilly out there. It's a yeah, bit for chilly. sure. Yeah, now it's the time for squidding and winter <laughs> crab season, and then pretty soon black mouth salmon. I'm sorry, squidding this. just sounds funny. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, it but it's funny too. It's too, a silly sound. It. Yeah, I'm, well. we're gonna go squidding. Yeah. Okay. That's a fun. That's actually fun. You yeah. go to any. It sounds like you stepped on something that's squirted. <laughs> It's amazing how much free <laughs> seafood there is in the Northwest. We're yes. truly blessed. Uh, I, is it really free when you have to have a boat to go get it? You don't have to have a boat to squid. <laughs> well, you have to Just have something to... No, you go right, out to... What do you to, like, grab it out of the water with your hands? You see folks out there in Redondo, Des Moines Pier, But they have Tacoma. a line or something though, right? How do you... How a do fishing you, pole. Okay. That's all you need. So you still have to have something. Yeah. Well, Can you do it with a stick and string? You suppose you probably could. Yeah. I well, what does squid go for? They, what do they like? You, you use a, a, a glow-in-the-dark lure that has these little needle needle mm. things that stick up. Mm. and um, So it snags so them. So they, they're attracted to the light from the glowing. Mm-hmm. They'll come up on that and try and do the huppity-huppity dance on that. Then you pull up and catch them. And there you go. <laughs> so the, the huppity-huppity dance. Yeah, it's a technical term. <laughs> You're full of all kinds of fun sounding things I today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going squinting and we're going to watch them doing the uppity uppity dance. Well, you, <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, it's a, it's a big surprise to them too when all of a sudden they're <laughs> thrust out of the water. loved growing up with you. <laughs> they were thinking they were going to have a nice, nice uh, relaxing evening, uh, you know, under candlelight and all of a sudden, wow, they're getting pulled out of the water. Yeah. So not romantic for them, I'll tell <laughs> no, you that. Definitely not. Yeah, they're like, you had candlelight and dinner and everything like, ready, and now they're yeah. under the candlelight right. and dinner. That's right, man. Next thing they know, they're calamari. That's right. Oh. That's the way it works. You know what? Oh, can I just share something? Can I do a little hmm. brag? Speaking of calamari, sure. um, it, there is a tie-in. I took my team out the other day. I want to I just big shout out to my team. Because you know we're we're very service minded, very mm-hmm. focused on you know setting our clients up for success, and this has been a very busy year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been very stressful. You know, everyone's it's always stressful doing real estate anyway. But you know, since COVID, things have been even more kind of hyper. You know, market mm-hmm. and everything that's going on for sure. Um, and in August, we we did some blowout numbers for our team. And in September, we hit our annual goal for the team. Wonderful. And yeah, in October, we now hit 20% over goal for our team. Yes. And I got to tell you, the calamari comes in because I let Bebe and Rachel decide where we were all going to go to lunch mm-hmm. because they've been with me during this, you know, the, the year of COVID and then us coming you know, out of you know, the right. shutdown and stuff. And... 
they picked where we went. We went to Wildfin at the landing. Oh, nice. In yeah. Renton. Mm-hmm. They have that delicious calamari on their place. appetizer menu. Yeah. Oh, we got two of them because there yeah. was four of us sitting there, right? So it's Bebe, Rachel, me, and David. And we're snarfing down the calamari. <laughs> <laughs> and what was great was I got a chance to... Before we got together, I went down to this beautiful little shop called Sparkle in downtown Renton on Third mm-hmm. Avenue yeah. and got gift bags for them. And then I was able to give them bonus checks. And I don't I don't normally talk about like any of the financial stuff around our business and stuff, but here's the thing. I have set goals for our team every year. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I've had since I've had a team that's outside of me and a partner or mm-hmm. something sure. like that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what we've never actually hit an annual goal. Well, they're in all the years goals. I've done quarterly yeah. goals and other things. Yeah, but this I'm so proud of their work and drive and customer service and they just they, they step up. I was at a business conference recently. They were taking care of things while I was out of the office. It was. I mean, it's like a dream come true for me that like I'm getting these A-level players that are coming from different industries and just really responding because we're, we're building our team, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm looking to bring on new people into our team. And so I'm, Hey, Hey listeners, if you know anyone, let me know info at teamreba.com, send a resume and a cover letter. Mm -hmm. But, um, we're looking for a couple of different roles. I'm looking for uh, executive assistant. I'm looking mm-hmm. for more salespeople to work with me. Mm-hmm. And um, because I want to become like the trainer, you know, of all the you know quality agents that can come out of our program because we want to change Reba to real estate's best agents. Oh, nice. Right? I like that. And yeah. And so I just, I want to say to Rachel and to Bebe, thank you. Mm-hmm. They have been a delight to work with, and I just enjoy every day they bring oh, I second fun that. to the workplace, um, but a great drive and a, a care for quality mm-hmm. and caring about our clus- our customers. Yeah. And so I just I, I just want to give them a huge shout out and love around that. And then Rochelle Haas, who mm-hmm. owns Sparkle, did a great job helping me put a adorable gift bags together for them. They have so many fun things in that shop. If you haven't been, go check it out. It's totally worth it for gifts, especially because we're coming up into the holiday season. Sparkle. Sparkle. Mm -hmm. And she's all about the sparkle. Oh my gosh. I have the cutest like picture. She's wearing an apron. That's like all sequin. And of course, Bebe, as you know, on our team is sparkle girl. Like she's got (laughs) sparkle headbands, sparkle shoes, sparkle bags, sparkle pins. She bedazzles everything. I mean, it's just, it's a riot. It's everything. I'm not because I'm not very girly. Like I, people have to like make me girly Mm -hmm. and, uh, and she's, She's just all girl and I love it, you know, so um, it's totally fun. And the sparkle shop is adorable and a place that I I want people to experience, Mm -hmm. you know, downtown Renton finally is getting all of that. um, They've been changing the lanes and stuff Mm -hmm. down there in the, you know, what was the 900? Um, So, yeah, that's all getting completed now. And the shops are just, you know, waiting for people to get back downtown and and check them out. But it's pre-holiday get get there before the the rush i just right? bought my first christmas present oh my gosh did you so i'm like ahead of the game here which instead of like good you for know, you december 23rd or something like that for your spouse or one of no, your children one of my one of my friends yeah i just saw something ah. online that was ridiculous and stupid it's like oh that must perfect. be for your brother <laughs> 
I won't tell you what it is. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you said friend. That's why I'm like, mm, are you sure it's not Lance? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Uh, All right. Hey, so yes. a couple things uh, I, I want to just bring up. And every now and then mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, kind of war stories and things like that. We have yes. a great guest, you know, coming up here as well. Yes. So definitely you'll want to get want to get into yes. that. Uh, but when he's uh, patently good. Yeah. Well, let's talk <laughs> Sorry. about. You know, that was a bad a, pun. Our our listeners don't know very yet. Very lawyerly of you to say that. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of issues legal, mm-hmm. uh, there's some things in the headlines right now uh, talking about payment protection plan fraud. Ah. So the PPP program, which is mm-hmm. part of the CARES Act, you know, with the COVID yeah. thing, and a business could uh, borrow money from the government, and mm-hmm. that could be used towards their business payroll, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's conditions to it. They have yeah. to promise to use it towards payroll, not to lay their, oh, yeah. their people off and all of that. Yeah. Well, I, and I used one of those programs. Absolutely. And if, you use, it, if you use it correctly, uh, it's forgiven. Mm-hmm. Well, some people have not been using it correctly. Uh-oh. And there are many, many cases coming up right now. And I know of one in particular where the owner of a business bought an extremely nice boat with the oh, PPP no. money. I had one actually call me, one uh, business owner call me and uh, say, yeah, I'm going to buy an investment property. It's like, cool, you know, how much you got down? Well, I'm getting this PPP loan, so I'm going to just use that. And no, I'm like, not with me no, or not. No, 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 so, no, no. So there's some, some mounting yeah. cases, uh, and and the current good. estimates are 50 to $60 billion of the PPP money lent out has been lent fraudulently. Oh, boy. And so, you know, here we go. Um, you know, as well, there's more and more know, of these com- issues coming up. I brought that up last year because I told you, you know, since everyone knows I'm in the dating pool and sometimes it's a cesspool, <laughs> um, there was a person like a, a year, almost a year and a half ago now when those programs were out where he took 150K mm. at, or no, it was 250, I think. And it was a guy who wasn't even doing his business anymore. Yeah. But because he had friends in the system and it was like, See, and then, what in the world? Uh, and I was frustrated because my team, we were shut down back then. Right. And I was going without income to keep my staff on. Well, and that gentleman signed an affidavit. Yeah. That this is that's for my fraud. business. It is 100% fraud. And what's sad and was he's a former crime. economist. Oh. So that's even more disgusting. Yeah, it is. Gross. I hope so shame on you if you're out there listening to our show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because that money is uh, something that we all have to pay back. Exactly. Or grandchildren or whatever because they all right. have borrowed. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a real issue. Uh, Speaking of borrowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have I have scams that I also need to share. In yeah. This show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So should I do that now? Yeah. Let's let's okay. stick to that. Yeah. Because uh, I want to make sure that we can get time to our guests and some mm-hmm. of the other things you want to cover, but. Um, just real quick, listeners, um, if you have recently bought or sold a home, be aware that on Craigslist, there are scammers out there taking those photos and those descriptions of those homes and setting up fake rentals and not mm-hmm. just like traditional rentals, but they're putting them up as like fake VRBO, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And I had this happen to a client of mine just this last week. I was notified by a gentleman in Bend, Oregon, who was going to come here because his wife needs to have um, a. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm I'm blanking because um, my brother had the same pro. Had, he had to um, do a blood uh, 
what am I thinking of? Draw, donation? No, no, no. Uh, he was... Um, Test? <laughs> stop. Now now it's like throwing me off. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a transfusion, basically. Oh, okay. okay. Right? So um, anyway, you know what? We have to take a break. So I'm going to finish this story in a minute because it actually... Uh, People need to understand the extent that this goes and what has to be done to shut it down. So after these messages on Open House with Team Reba, we'll cover it. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday at 2 o'clock and Sundays at 3 o'clock. And always on podcast. That's right. And if you need to reach us, you can always reach out to us. We're here to answer your questions, mm-hmm. story problems, you name it. Yes. Reba, how can they reach you? Uh, easiest thing for me is to send it to info at teamreba.com. And then that way... Myself or my wonderful team can get back to you right away or to set up an appointment. Excellent. All right. And I can be reached at eric at ericismybanker.com, eric with a C. Or you can give me a call to 206-915-ERIC, 206-915-3742. I know you always throw that at me when I'm not expecting it. And I don't have my secondary number memorized. I know it's like 206-457. You got to write it on your hand. Something. Well, if you tell me you're going to do that before we come back on, I'll go look it up because I just don't have it memorized like my cell phone. (laughs) Well, because we have this other number because we want to be able to, you know, have people text us, let us know. It also, here's the other thing, is if I happen to not be available, it transcribes your message. My cell right. phone doesn't do that. Oh, and that's what goodness. I love yeah. is that this will transcribe if there's a voicemail left. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that way, because, you know, like when we're doing this show, I can't answer phone calls. Visual voicemail. Yeah, yes. My phone does And that. it is super helpful it's then. Sometimes very entertaining as well how that gets transcribed. Oh, some of them are quite funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, so before we went into the break, I was being quite funny, not being able to keep my thoughts together about uh, it was a stem cell transplant that um, this gentleman was needing to get a short term. So here's the thing. The gentleman needed a short term stay Mm -hmm. between December and April because his wife needs to have stem cell transplant surgery done at Mm -hmm. UW Medical. Mm -hmm. And so there was a listing that he saw in the Ballard area and he called me randomly just the other day and was like, hey, you sold this house. And at first I thought I was maybe dealing with a scammer because his phone kept dropping. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he called back and then it kept dropping. And I finally texted him I'm like, do you want to just text this? And so then he started to tell me, he goes, you sold this house a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm being told by this person it's available for rent, but the rent was so low that I questioned if it was valid. A red light. Yeah. And so I looked into it, and sure enough, it's one of my clients who bought last year in October. Mm-hmm. They took all of the listing agent's photos from online, mm-hmm. created a fake ad on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and what they do is they're having people send payments so Mm -hmm. what he was saying is hey i need to have multiple months they said okay well it's going to be sixty six hundred dollars with a four hundred dollar deposit send us fifty percent of that via zelle Mm -hmm. and then we'll send you our contract that's right this happened to my nephew as well 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, well, come, you know, the, and one of these prospective tenants called, found my nephew, called him. Mm-hmm. He goes, is this legit? He's like, no. Yeah. So, yeah, they told me just uh, that I'm not home right now. You can peek in the windows yep. to get a look at it. I'm not there mm-hmm. to show the house to you. Yeah. So here's what ended up happening, because some of those cases, people have broken into the homes. Yeah. Because they they get they text the people mm-hmm. and they say, "Oh gosh, we forgot the contractor box. Just go ahead and find a way in and you know, whatever it is, but they're just scammers." Mm-hmm. But so in this case, my clients have been living there a year. Um I do know certain things about the property and I was like, "I need to put you on alert um in case you start seeing people wandering around your house, your yard, what have mm-hmm. you. Yeah. This is out there." They got onto Craigslist, told Craigslist to take it down. I contacted the listing agent to say, hey, your stuff is being compromised. We got a hold of the Northwest Multiple to let them know that data was potentially being compromised from them. Mm-hmm. And then I actually um, suggested to that other agent and, and then also told my team to go to Zillow and remove all of our photos from our past listings. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the ways that they're right. scraping the data. Right. And um, so I'm I'm saying this, folks, because you don't want to have this happen to you. Right. Uh, and you don't want to certainly have someone think that, you know, you're behind it. Right. Because right, if right. your address is out there and it was funny because the ad when I got a chance to see it, this gentleman was nice enough to email me the original um, exchanges. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the things I thought was funny. The person was calling themselves Larry Page. <laughs> Do you know that name? I do. It's the co-founder of Google. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, what uh, an interesting spoof name to use. Name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, the guy didn't even know any different. But he, no. he was loving me. He sent me a very nice email in response um, just saying, you must be really good at your job. He goes, I'm now semi-retired because he works at a community college down in Oregon. And he was like... I forget what it's like to have yeah. to do that level of work. And he, and he saw all the things that I did. I also connected him to my brother oh, because man. I figured he and my sister-in-law could provide some support as well as let them know some of the resources they used when they used the wonderful folks over at Seattle Cancer Care Alliance yeah. when he was going through the same issue. You know, what's weird is I just got an email from Larry Page. Like what? this morning. Yeah, I did. Um, I... Am one of the lucky email online winners in the Google Lotto promotion. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, all I got to do is click on this link, and um, and I can collect my collect my money. He's everywhere. Oh, crying out loud, Larry! He's Larry's a busy such, guy. He's a yeah, yeah. I, I hope <laughs> Very people altruistic. Are, are so suspicious of everything that comes through an email. <laughs> Don't click on anything. You yeah, know, if it comes in. There's it's so just, much junk. Oh, good lord! Yeah, There's it's not so good. much it's junk. Yeah. Good. So I just wanted to make sure that people knew the Craigslist scams are alive and well. <laughs> yes, they are. And uh, please, please protect yourselves. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. you know, it's you're right. Also, if you if you've just purchased a home and you don't want people to kind of know all of those little details about it, you have the right to ask your agent to see if you can have those photos removed. Right. Or to ask the listing agent to have them removed. On that same topic, if you recently just bought a home or even refinanced it, um, the deed of trust that you sign is a recorded document. It becomes mm-hmm. public record. Yep. So all these scammers... That's what recorded means. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> public record. All these scammers know, you know what you've done. And the deed will tell them your name, the property address, mm-hmm. the loan amount. Yep. 
It doesn't necessarily tell them your interest rate or payments or, or that information, no. but they do know the loan amount. Mm-hmm. And and then here come the here come the scams. Uh, I I like to collect these myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got one the other yeah. day, and um, and it was about um, a final notice that my home warranty was expiring, and I thought, oh no. So I call them up, and uh, I call this guy, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, your home warranty is expired and but we can you know get that set up for you i go really i go i didn't know i had one well yeah everybody and when you buy a home you've got a home warranty for a year oh, and i'm no. like really that is such a lie I go, now i'm in washington state is that true even in washington state yes everybody in washington state who buys a new home has a home warranty for one year and, uh, and I thought, wow, you're really, and I go, and, and what's your name? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the this, kind of stuff I do. Because yeah. that absolutely, listeners, it, it is 100% not true in yes. this state. Patently and in fact, false. that's actually one of the things that sets my team apart mm-hmm. is because I do buy home warranties for all of our clients. Right. But And that is unusual. Exactly. Now, there's some other states where they're required. Right. But, but Washington, Washington is not one of them. And and so if somebody calls you and says your warranty is about to expire, you, you have to say what warranty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in this case, this person, I will um, report him to the CFPB. Good. Uh, because that is, uh, you know. Do you want to tell people what the CFPB is? Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. And they're very interested, along with the mm-hmm. Attorney General's office, on, on yeah. these types of scams. Yes. Uh, you'll see the ones also about insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, some will just say, fill out this this card, you know, you must fill it out away. Um, a lot of a lot of fake mailings that reference your lender, um, but it's not from the lender, but references the lender. Those are fake. So a lot of uh, effort goes into making misleading types of representations that if you if you end up following through with those, click on those, you know, kind of just buyer beware on yeah. that sort of thing. So, so got to be careful. Yes. So, because um, I know we're going to get to our guest in mm-hmm. the next segment. I do want to, before we get to our guest in this show, because um, that's also speaking, again, of the right words, representatives, we're going to mm-hmm. have uh, an attorney on. Um, rebuilding together. Mm-hmm. If you recall, we did a prior show with them, mm-hmm. and they are an organization that helps people who are... So we're always talking about affordability issues and housing um, here in the Seattle area, and Rebuilding Together, which you can go to rtseattle.org. Mm-hmm. They are doing a fundraiser on October 22nd, starting at 6.30, and it's a virtual event, mm-hmm. which many people are doing now. And that program is wonderful because it helps um, elderly and um, folks who are in kind of lower, yeah, lower income financial positions stay in their homes and it helps do work on their properties so that they can stay safe and that the homes stay in proper condition because that's the, that's the number one thing you see when someone becomes more of like a shut in, like their home starts to kind of crumble around them. Mm-hmm. And this program helps to alleviate some of those issues, which keeps it a, a happier, healthier and safe place and for people volunteer, to stay. Volunteer run. Yes. So, and in fact, if great you, program, if, you know, if you're looking for a corporate event to do, this is one where you could get a yeah. team together, yeah. go out and, and actually make a huge difference in your community. Mm-hmm. On a home, I've 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 worked on several of those uh, projects, 
and um, you know where we get you know twenty five people together mm-hmm. go into a home. Uh, I went into one where two high school aged boys and no shower. You know, you turn on the shower and there's just a trickle. Oh. And I'm and the same thing in the in the kitchen. No drain. You know, they were draining into a bucket. And uh, and oh, wow. I was asking the the mom. I go, where do the boys shower? And they're like, oh well, they just go to school and you know. Mm-hmm. Try and do it there, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, by the time we left, showers running strong and hot, kitchens working right, nice, you know, electricals working right, the yard got all cleaned up. It was just a wonderful thing. Yeah, and, no, uh, and that's the kind of stuff that makes you feel real good. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, being a, like we always talk about service mindset, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's that's a very clear way for somebody to be able to do that and get to see directly you know, how their engagement helps somebody else. And that that's, mm-hmm. those are always feel-good moments. Um, they do have on their website at the rtseattle.org information about, you know, how to donate or be involved in that event, but also how to get involved in volunteering. They have internships, mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that. So I just want to make sure and bring that up again because they are a really great program. And we have a lot of people out there right now that, again, there's many people doing really, really well who have lots of resources to do these kinds of things, but there's people who are still kind of struggling or who need help and maybe don't have local resources to help them. Absolutely. Well, check them out. Rebuilding together. Yes. And you can actually uh, put someone's name forward for that kind of help. So if you see a neighbor who's like that, you can put their name in there to get help. That's right. Very cool. I just noticed my pictures on their website. You'll have to to show me where. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more open house with Team Reba coming right up. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Ossis here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. All right. Patently happy to be here today. <laughs> I'm feeling intellectually stimulated. I am too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, of course, just being goofballs. We love play on words because we have a guest with us today. We have J.D. Hoovner from BoldIP.com with us. Hi, J.D. Hey, Reba. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to have you here. So Bold IP, that's talking about intellectual property. So, yes. yeah. So tell our listeners real quick a little bit about your company. For sure. Absolutely. So intellectual property, you know, it's this big formal term, you know, people, people say a lot, but they may not know what's involved. So there's four main areas of law. I won't go on too much. You guys hopefully keep this, uh, you know, high level mm-hmm. uh, enough, yeah. but uh, yeah, patent law, trademark law, copyright law, and trade secrets are all under the umbrella of IP. And um, our firm has kind of made a dedicated effort to helping inventors specifically. So we've got both mm-hmm. patents as one of our brands we have, and uh, we also do trademark law. So it's all federal. We're able to work with uh, and serve inventors, entrepreneurs around the country. And we do that virtually, like a lot of companies now these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm happy to do it, cheering our inventors on. So how does a typical process uh, work for that, J.D.? Somebody's got a, a great idea. Are you Are you meeting with them? right when they get the idea or once they've already started to launch a business like how does that how does yeah. that process work it's yeah it, it is um you know it's different for everybody obviously <laughs> i mean the the uh one of the major issues we, we address right away is you know do you have an idea or do you have an invention 
And you know, while it may hurt for someone to hear that, I, I say a lot of times, you know, inventions or ideas rather are dime a dozen. Right? An invention is something that's thought out enough, right? You've actually put enough time and effort into it to where you can actually explain it to somebody if you had to, so mm-hmm. they can actually go build it, right? And so that's what we want to try to get our inventors to, and that's when we can actually start helping them uh, with the first step, which is doing patent research, uh, making sure that hey, is this really the first of its kind? Is this the first time someone came up with this? And to do a good search, you've got to have a, a good basis of what the invention is. So that's usually how we start and spend what can be three, four, five weeks making sure that this really is unique and novel. And if it is, we're, we're green lights and then we're helping them file a patent application to get them patent pending. Well, because when somebody is doing that, the protection for them is that someone can't just come mock it up, Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it's this time where it's pretty sensitive. We've got to try to work as quickly and effectively as we can. Um, you know, it is funny. I mean, it, it happens where, I mean, you've probably done it yourself where you thought something mm-hmm. and then even maybe months or even a year goes by and you see it on the shelves, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these ideas are like in the ether. So you got to move quickly. Um, the patent office changed their rules about, about six years ago now where it's no longer who invented it first, right? You can't come forward and mm. say, oh, look at this notebook. I've got it notarized. I, I invented it first. See, here, look. No, oh. it's actually who files it first. Oh, wow. The patent office. Yeah, so it's a quick, you got to make sure you do a decent enough search, but then get the thing filed. Uh, the patent office, they want to reward inventors for you know, moving forward and sharing their idea. Um, which okay, is I totally need to talk to you after this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I hear that, I'm like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I need to move on some things. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and, and so, so patent is the first part you're doing the research or your patent pending. Then how does the trademark process fit into that? Yeah. And so trademark, I mean, it's, it's a pretty vast law that really protects brands and I mean, logos and what people recognize as the source of goods or services. That's really it. That's trademark law. And so not all of our inventors are, you know, aspire to be business owners, I should say. It's about half and half. Some inventors, they just want to get the patent granted and then license and sell the thing, right? Make money. Uh, Other half say, no, no, I've got a company. I've got a business. I want to integrate this technology into the business. And I want to start a new brand, right? I want to roll out a new product line. And with that comes trademarks, right? And so it's research, just like patents. You know, are you, is this the first time someone's using this mark? Is it distinctive? Um, and is it, uh, or is it too close to another mark, you know, in the same space? Um, okay. maybe not, not, not so well known thing about trademark law is that you actually can have you know, the same name as long as it's in a different industry. Okay. So I mean, a okay. really famous example, McDonald's, right? You've heard me tell there is a McDonald's furniture. Okay. And you can actually get a trademark registration because furniture is different enough from hamburgers and restaurants. Right. Right. Um, right. So it's, yeah, a little bit of a nuance there. Okay. No, I'm super glad to hear this because I have both something I need to patent and something I need to trademark. <laughs> so, and this your email. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk after the show. Happy yeah. to help. So, okay. So we've got trademark, patent. What was the other things that we had here? It was the... Trade secrets. Well, trade copyright secrets. And trade secrets. And, you know, copyright is enormous and, and we okay. have um currently said you know what we're going to refer that out to other experts um but copyright is definitely in the intellectual property domain mm-hmm. but it's everything art i mean it's music it's sculptures it's paintings it's mm-hmm. writing it's written works books um songs I mean, lyrics 
musical mm-hmm. compositions, dance performances, mm-hmm. all that stuff is creative work that, you know, as long as it's from your own independent mind, right? And mm-hmm. um, it, it, uh, there's no requirement for it to be unique, interestingly enough. And with copyright law is a, a pretty unique aspect of its, uh, the way the law is set up is that as soon as it's recorded, right? Like this, you know, podcast, this show mm-hmm. we're on, you actually have copyright on that. Uh, under common law. You don't need to go to the Library of Congress and get a registration for it. It's yours. No one else has the ability to reproduce it without your permission. So um, it's a pretty unique area of the law, but it's got a lot of little nuances. And we think that patent patent attorneys and trademark attorneys, Mm -hmm. um, it's a nice way for us to focus on it. It allows us to to send our inventors that also have artistic creations off to another... um, you know, firm that, that is well suited for them. Well, JD, what I was just saying, even before we got to your section of our show, was I was talking about this Craigslist scam where mm-hmm. photos, professional photos that were taken for a real estate listing that my client bought were stolen by somebody who's using them on Craigslist, which that right there is a, a copyright infringement because um, they've stolen yeah. those photos and they're not for that because I know for the... Um, the photographers that I work with and the licensing agreements we have with them, I only have the right to use them when the property is listed or if it's for my own internal marketing. And some of them even have like a time limit for that. In fact, another house I just got done selling in Bellevue as an example, because I want to make sure people don't set themselves up to get themselves in trouble either because I had a listing in Bellevue that we just sold of a townhouse and the woman who bought it from us or from our client um, she sent me an email and said, Hey, can I use these photos from your listing to put it up for rent? And I actually said to her, no, you cannot. However, I'm going to give you the name of the company that we hired so you can pay them mm-hmm. for the use of it, but I cannot give you personal permission. And she was like, Oh, right. okay. So we made that connection for her and, and she can do that. But if she had done that on her own, that, photographer would have had a right to go after her as could i mm-hmm. right yeah absolutely there's there's a lot actually going on there i mean um i think for you know it kind of depends on a lot of things you know in terms of whether you're going to enforce your rights you know what mm-hmm. i mean if it's a you know relatively small issue damages are small it's unlikely that someone's going to you know, pony up hire an attorney and go after you but right but there's you know, an actual issue. live lawsuit against zillow right now because it's a local photography company because zillow started using their photos in other advertising of their website and so there is That's actually a, a very yeah. large lawsuit around that right now so it is yeah. i mean that might be one instance that i provided but that could be where you know the craigslist guy pulled his stuff from and if, if they're not making those things more difficult to to grab then you know there's there's a lot of potential out there well and jd's along the uh, kind of that same same line I, I i know a lot of folks they they come up with an invention they they have a product you know the next step is to figure out how to take that to market mm-hmm. and and where it's going to be manufactured and uh, many of them are going overseas mm-hmm. you know for the manufacturing how how does a, a u.s patent or a trademark protect them against, you know, basically intellectual theft or, or out, mm-hmm. outright, you know, copying of, of the product if, you know, the once it goes off. overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, getting a U.S. patent, it gives you four major rights. Okay. And it's the right to exclude anyone else from being able to make it, use it, 
or sell it or import it, okay, into okay. the U.S., okay? okay. And uh, what's nice is that there are, there's this uh, patent cooperation treaty. It's this massive treaty that every country you've ever heard of, including China, right, and a lot of the other big, you know, well-known ripoff type countries. Mm-hmm. And they're getting better, by the way. Uh, they've signed on to. And so that you can actually proceed with getting rights in those other countries using your U.S. patent filing as the basis. And it makes it streamlined. It does cost a good amount of money, and you've got to actually hire foreign counsel. Oftentimes, you have to translate it into their language. So there's a lot of moving parts there, but there are ways to, to get the rights in other countries. Um, but honestly, if you only have a U.S. patent, you are not able to limit anything, right? They can make, use, and sell it outside the U.S. all they want. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to stop them. Yeah. But as soon as they start shipping, selling, of course, would include online. If they've got online buyers in the U.S., that would be an infringement for sure. Um, so, yeah, your rights are limited there if you only have the U.S. Uh, but it sure is a big market. <laughs> right. You know, and for most inventors and companies, it's, it's enough. You know, you don't need to go uh, worldwide. Gotcha. So you mentioned that your company, well, I, I also still want to get to the trade secrets thing, and we might have to do that in the next segment. But you mentioned that, um, so boldip.com, you serve the entire United States, even though you're personally located here in Washington, because you and I met at a business conference, actually, that was for all kinds of business leaders. And um, But you're physically located here, but you have other partners, and you guys cover the entire United States, right? So anyone could reach out to you. Exactly. Yeah, we, we uh, patent and trademark law, or it's federal, so it's not state-specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're able to serve inventors anywhere in the country. In fact, anyone in the world that wants to file a U.S. patent. Well, uh, this is very good You're on our show then, J.D., because one of the things that's starting to happen with our show is not only we're on a local station, but we now, we actually have a bunch of listeners in like Pennsylvania and Ohio and other states. <laughs> and we also were being listened to on six continents. Wow, how about that? Well, an honor to be on this show. There you go. I mean, we're growing, (laughs) but um, your message could get out to quite a few people who could find this quite useful. (laughs) So I think it's great. Um, But I know we're going to be coming up on a um, little short break here. So, J.D., can you stay on with us through the break? And then we'll get right back with you because I want to get to those trade secrets. Thank you guys for having me on. Okay, well, stay on, and we're going to bring you right back after these messages here on Open House with Team Reba. We got J.D. Hoovner from BoldIP.com with us on Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostinus from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And thanks for listening in this afternoon. We've got a lawyer on the line, J.D. Hovner with Bold IP. Actually, boldip.com if you want mm-hmm. to check out his website, you know, talking patent law. So thank you again for joining us, J.D. You're welcome. Yeah, it's great to be on. So uh, before the break, you're talking about kind of the four areas, you know, that, that really affect your, your business, patents, trademarks, copyrights, and trade secrets. And, um, you know, so, yeah, let's talk about trade secrets. Tell Where us does your that secrets. Sort of, yeah, what's your secret? Where does that fit in? You know, well, really can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. Sorry, I just, it's a, it's No, a, I love it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, We're goofy a, here. Attorney-client privilege, right? <laughs> right, exactly. No, it, it is a really fascinating area of law, and it's the, the one area where – you know, we actually work with people and we talk about how the fact that they actually have a trade secret 
And they're like, oh, great. And they, in a way, sort of expect to get like a certificate or some sort of, you know, designation. Hey, you've got a trade secret. And it's the winner where they're, where they're just not, right? And it's because it's not supposed to be published and known. Um, it, is, um, it is the definition of a trade secret is, uh, as simply as I can say, is a, it's a valuable information to a company that is not readily known by the public. Okay. Like, like the it's, Coke recipe. Or the 11 herbs and spices. Yeah, or the secret sauce. Yeah, those are the best ones. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, customer lists are yeah. trade secrets. Okay. Yeah, my, um, well, yeah. my company, I'll, I'll tell you, J.D., this is one of the things I've actually had to, maybe I should... I should probably have my thing um, reviewed. I've got three things to talk to you about now because here's one of the things I have a database that I have been cultivating for nearly 20 years. And when I have a new real estate agent join my team, I make them sign an intellectual property agreement that they cannot take my database. And I got to tell you, I have had to threaten one of my former team members because he started doing outreach to people from my database after he changed companies. And I twice have had to contact his firm and his designated broker to say, here's a copy of the agreement. And if you don't get him to clear this database, I, you know, I'm going to have to send a cease and desist and I'm going to have to take action against this person. Cause my database is about 8,300 people strong. And that's a very valuable thing for me because I do so much repeat and referral business that I don't I don't just hand that out to people who come to work for me. It it is the lifeblood of my industry for me. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. That's a perfect example. I mean, I think you're part of like maybe the one percent, honestly, of people that think about that. And just you don't have to get into the deals, but mm-hmm. why did you start doing a, one of those IP agreements? Did you get burned in the past? The reason, JD, the reason I did it is I came from the tech industry and when I was in, uh, I worked in manufacturing and software sales for 13 years before I got into real estate. And so I would have to sign non-disclosure agreements all the time because I was always seeing new iterations of products. Mm -hmm. And so I used to sell to companies like Microsoft and Sybase, PeopleSoft, Crystal Decisions, companies that had huge data, uh, you know, products that they were selling out to other firms. And I would be part of their release schedules. Or when I was in manufacturing, I sold to companies like Boeing and telecommunications and, um, you know, physio control. So it was consumer products. I mean, everything you could imagine. I've been involved in a lot of different kinds of products. And so for me, I knew up front that that was important. I, and I also have a, a background in business and marketing. And so I knew for me, if I was going to have a valuable business that maybe I would want to sell one day, my database is my business. Yep, that's wonderful. Well, good for you. I mean, I think that, that advice is, is valuable uh, for sure for anyone, even some getting started that maybe is just bringing on their first you know, independent contractor assistant. You know, mm-hmm. They're going to be having access to your, your budding employee, you know, contact list, your database. Mm-hmm. You got to have something in place. You know, heaven forbid that person leaves, and inevitably they probably will. And you want to make sure that that's going to be protected and stays in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you bet. And really, any kind of process, internal document, anything that helps make you kind of, you know, gives you that edge over your competition, mm-hmm. is arguably a trade secret. Um, and so it really comes down to 
uh, employment law. Interestingly, there's a bit of a mm-hmm. crossover. Yeah. Making sure you have a solid employee contract and, you know, working kind of the, you know, the very specific ways of how you do a severance agreement, um, you know, exit interviews. And some of that I end up you know, having to refer out to employment attorneys if things get ugly. But it, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of what employees, especially in the tech industry, as you mentioned, they think about, you know, with mm-hmm. respect to R&D, developing products, services, whatever it is, technology, mm-hmm. uh, before it goes public. information they wanted to stay confidential. And I think it's actually really important because, yeah, the tech industry has tons of their own trade secrets and and databases and all that kind of stuff. But even in today's economy, when we have more and more people who are doing contract work, I mean, think about all the people on Fiverr and Upwork and what have you that have access to your business. I mean, I've had plenty of contractors over the years and it's the same kind of conversation about Man, you're getting you're getting the key, keys to the kingdom here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have yep. to have a very trusting relationship with those individuals. But but the, you also, as a business owner, have to be a hundred percent realistic that not everyone is always going to maintain integrity. Just like I had that one gentleman that had been in my team that I had to I had to you know I hate to say it but kind of slap him around a little bit with some tough talk um, that I was much. I was very willing to follow through on. So, you know, it's, but there's so many entrepreneurs who are out there and people are promoting, you know, you can outsource this, outsource that. There's so much outsource work that this is, re- I mean, this is why when, I know when you and I met at that business <laughs> training, you, you were kind of like, really? Like, why would I be on your show? And I'm like, because you're really relevant. <laughs> That's all oh, I can awesome. say. Thank you. Cool. I actually, I, I pulled up some, Real estate patents, you know, some examples I was going to go through, but we've already hit on a lot of the good ones. Um, you know, and with trade secrets, you know, so one other cool facet I want to mention, I mean, as you mentioned the number one thing to think about is a contract with your employee or independent contractor. Number two, something people forget to do, but it's really obvious, is if, if the information, and usually it's a digital document, sometimes you have a physical document, but you want to make sure you label Label trade secret, label proprietary really clearly on the document. So don't forget to do that. Don't think it's you're being sly or just, just simply make it very clear that this is, this is confidential trade secret, proprietary information. Do not report, reproduce. Do not send out. What a great so overly, yeah. yeah, overly, uh, yeah, emphasize, underline that. No, I love that. We're about to redo a bunch of my materials and mm-hmm. we're also doing a new onboarding program. So th- uh, first of all, thank you so much. I think I need to send you a yeah, check. <laughs> so speaking no, of that, no, how does how does your program? Because I want to make sure in the last couple of minutes we cover this. How do how how does your company work in terms of how people hire you and pay you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do. We're, we're blessed to have a nice referral group of our business attorneys and designers and you know um, prototyping companies that do send us great referrals. But uh, we do find a lot of people that find us on Google, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they find our website. And for those that do find us there, um, we have a, uh, the first step. Um, you got to invest. We do. We have a paid 30-minute uh, consultation with, with a patent attorney or a trademark attorney. And it's 225 bucks for that half hour. And it's extremely uh, particular to exactly what you're working on. You get a lot of value. Uh, it's sort of that, that time where we get to learn about what you're up to, what your goals are. If patenting and registering a trademark is the right thing now, if it is, great. If not, we'll help direct you to what, what you need to do. Um, that first step is um, is important. And so 
you know, that we have that paid consult to make sure people are serious and are ready to go. And it's been so valuable. People are, are coming, you know, supplying sketches and data and sending that ahead of time to make that half hour really impactful. And um, it's a great way to start. We found. That's well, a great fee structure, by the way. I just got to say, uh, people are always worried about the cost of legal advice, but that is a hundred percent worth what what you're you're paying for or not i'm just looking here i see your website boldip.com and you have a bunch of good resources on there as well including a it looks like a book that you've written uh which uh, has a lot of the basics and guidelines on it fantastic you bet yeah we give that book away uh pdf version or hard copy for people that take action and uh and schedule a consultation with us Okay. And, but you, you, you nailed it. We, we do offer a blog articles, a YouTube page. All right. Well, J.D., we okay. want to thank you. Okay. We're getting to the end of our time. But thank you so much for coming and spending your valuable time talking with us and sharing with our listeners. And we're about to sign out on Open House with Team Reba.